Hello, and welcome back to Save by the Spell. I am so excited uh, for today's guest because, well, you're going to be excited too once you hear more of what they have to say. But um, it's a real treat to talk about different subject matter on this podcast. And it's, it's actually very exciting when it's things that I'm very interested in, but like can't articulate or fathom how to make them work in functionality. And there's wonderful people that have figured out how to connect with these tools and offerings and share them with you. So uh, today we have cosmic vibrations here, and we're going to talk about astro cartography and locational astrology. So I'd love to say hello to them and have you introduce yourselves. Hi, how are you guys today? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I am Dom and I'm Michelle. And we are a married couple who is a team on our astro cartography business. We've been doing, oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. We've been doing this for about, what is it now? Like eight months, I want to say. In, in like Since a, October officially, yeah. yeah. Um, and then in hobby for about 10 years, I want to say. I love it. Well, I, I, found, I found you um, through TikTok. Uh, I was scrolling and in the suggested kind of for you pages and things like that. I found, I can't remember if I saw a video. I think actually I saw a video first and I liked it. And then one of your lives popped up hey. and I saw that you were doing, um, a, there was like a couple of offerings, like you were doing like a few free ones. And then, um, there was certain like pay scale ones, but then I just saw, I was like, I want a reading with them. <laughs> and so I just went to the link. I didn't bother to try to get in the live because it just seemed like there was a lot of people, uh, kind of vying for your attention. I was like, I'm just going to book a reading. So I know that I can have some time. And, um, I'm obsessed. Anyone who listens, uh, to me or has known me for some time knows that I never know where to be. And, um, and I, I've tried astro cartography, uh, one other time by a professional, but they, you know, between you and I, it was not a good experience. Um, they were really like, they were an older person. They were very set in their ways. And the thing that I love about what you offer is there's so much education in what you share. Whereas when I had this session with this person, they were just like, yeah, no, this is not a fit, but they, they didn't say why. And they kind of were really grouchy. And, um, when I expressed that I was disappointed, um, they got really upset with me because they thought I meant I was disappointed with them. And I was, I was like, no, no, I'm not disappointed with you. I'm disappointed with that. My astro cartography for where I live sucks essentially. <laughs> Uh, they still didn't care. They were still very livid with me, but that's okay. Um, so I kind of gave up on it, but can you tell us more about kind of what your experience with astrocartography or like, why would someone 
want to look into locational astrology? Yeah, totally. Um, it was kind of organic how it unfolded for me. I was on the East coast having an absolutely miserable experience for most of like my childhood and teen years. And I had just gotten to a point where I was like, this must just be me. Like, I was like, this is probably just my life now. Um, and for years, so I had been doing astrology since I was, and not like in, in any crazy sense, but I was interested in it since I was like 10. And during my teen years, I was like, there has to be a way to put a natal chart on a map, but I just hadn't like found it yet. So in my early twenties, I stumbled upon, um, AstroClick and I was like, oh, and it literally described every experience I had had on the East coast on a moon descendant line. And I was like, it's not me. So then I was, I'm a Sagittarius. So I was like, okay, let me test this out in theory. If I move somewhere else, will I have a better experience? Or even, you know, I use some trips because our, my parents used to like take us certain places. And so I was like, okay, if I hone in on past trips, is it accurate? And so I kind of got obsessed with it. My brother, I tell this story a lot, was on Jupiter descendant and he had a thriving storefront in Manhattan and he had overseas <laughs> connections and he was traveling all over the world and he was so popular. And I was like, I want that. I was like, okay, so I'm going to stalk the same line to Colorado <laughs> and then I'm going to see if this happens for me. And that's exactly what happened. I wound wow. up landing two dream jobs. TikTok blew up. I met Michelle on TikTok, my wife. Um, and so it's been kind of a an experimentation. I use myself as like a case study now. I'm like, okay, well, if I put myself here, what's going to happen? And so it's been, I love that. I mean, I, I, I absolutely love that. And the thing that you really clarified for me was because I've looked at like locational maps, but I did not understand the, the minor lines. I just, you know, and I think that's something that I think is really, cool how you share that info. Like just because your Venus line is here doesn't mean you necessarily don't have other things impacting it. Um, so I thought that was really, really so profoundly helpful. And what I love about the, um, the lives that you do on TikTok is that you do share so much education, like you're helping people understand their own needle chart and like how these different places impact them, but also based on like what they want. Um, do you find that, um, partnerships like, okay, like for example, like I know I have like certain places, like maybe, maybe they're really good for me creatively, but financially they're kind of, uh, not that supportive. If, if I had say a partner who had a really prominent Jupiter line, um, like would that be beneficial for me in terms of balancing if we were in a partnership together, like, could I also be impacted by the benefits of their lines? 100%. Um, I see that all the time where, uh, if one partner's got a it, minus Pluto, let's just add in that subsection. Okay. Exit out Pluto from this conversation, this okay. particular conversation. But, um, so let's say, you know, you've got more of like a moon line or something that is not financially stable, but isn't detrimental to the relationship. And then your partner's got like sun and Jupiter and Venus. Now you're going to share that combination. So if it's well-balanced, you can ping pong those energies and reciprocate them and uh, have a really well-rounded experience together. Cool. Um, what, what's, what's that? I was going to say, and we find that like where we're living right now, we do experience each other's lines. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Very cool. Uh, I was laughing because you're absolutely not with Pluto. Um, for, for people who aren't like versed, well-versed in astrology and things, what, what would a Pluto line be? How would a Pluto line impact you if you were living on your Pluto or near Pluto? Well, as somebody who currently lives on their Pluto line, um, the, one of the things that I noticed about it was that it doesn't start to really negatively affect you until you've been there for some time, at least not to me in a noticeable way. Um, it wasn't actually, so let's see, I'd been here for probably about a year when I met Dom and Dom ran my lines and was like, you're living on a Pluto line. How do you like it? And I was like, oh, it's great. Like I have friends here and I'm having a good time. And then it seemed to slowly start going downhill. Um, I just experienced a lot of upheaval in friendships here, in financial stuff. Um, I kind of felt like I was getting hit with a bunch of things like out of nowhere. It's just sort of like one struggle after another. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's not a line on which to thrive. Also health-wise, it's like a hot mess of a nightmare. It affects the immune system, so pre-existing conditions, Pluto lines, just not the T. And through like the readings we've done, the eeriest thing I've noticed that's honestly it, like weighs on my mind all the time is 90, and this is like a really high statistic too, 95 to 99% of separations, divorces, and breakups are happening when one or both partners have a Pluto line in the area. It's wow. crazy. Wow. Um, why are my lines so rude? My Pluto, I have a Pluto and Venus line that run like next to each other. Arizona. And I just think that's so rude. Yeah. That is <laughs> I saw <rude>. that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so I guess, you know, and like I, I had mentioned, you know, you offer education and things. Um, is this something like that you're going to continue. I know you recently offered a class. It was like a virtual class. Will you be offering a any kind of virtual classes uh, anytime soon? So um, probably in March, we'll have another one to two workshops. And then we like to do the lives in kind of a workshop fashion too. And that's just because I was miserable like on the East Coast on that line. So I think accessibility for people who can't afford to, you know, pay for workshops or readings, mini readings, whatever it is, is important because that gives people a sense of hope. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I might be on this awful line, but at least now I somewhat know how to read my map and I can figure out a way to get off of it if I need to, or work with it for the time being. And right. then they know it's not them too. It's the line. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, that makes so much sense. Like, Growing up, um, I grew up in Providence, Rhode Island, and my Saturn line runs right through um, the city I grew up in. And something that really is so, so just like spot on was that the, the heaviness of the energy of that area. I, I worked a lot and I did, I was very productive, but also there was just a lot of karma like karmic pain and heavy projection, it felt like, and lessons. And um, uh, it's funny when I did finally, it took me a long time to leave, but when I finally did leave, I was like, if I go back, it will kill me. <laughs> 
Um, that was just the feeling that I, I got. Um, and granted though, I do like well to visit periodically because it does kind of like it revives like my drive compared to living in Southern California. But, um, I just like, and it's good for me for work sometimes, but like, it can also be for extended periods. It feels very heavy handed. Cause you have a Jupiter, Jupiter, Saturn kind of combination, but Rhode Island is Saturn descendant. I was relooking at this before we hopped sure. on something I've noticed too lately about Saturn descendant. You can tell me if you think this is correct is false accusations and misunderstandings on a personal level. And your- <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. My whole life <laughs> there false accusations, lots of projections. Um, yeah, kind of scapegoat a lot, you know, and, um, that makes so much sense, you know? And yeah, I know I have, like you mentioned, like I do have a more favorable Jupiter line that runs closer to the East coast, which I do daydream about, um, going back there. All of the cities that it goes right through, though, I'm not interested in because <laughs> um, they're all really just like not places I want to be. But I um, I think it was because of you. I saw that I had like a minor sunline that runs through like Hudson Valley, like upstate New York. And I was like, OK, if I can get closer to there, um, that would be really cool. But what I meant, what's really interesting since we last spoke, since we did that reading together, um, I signed with a literary agent who is based in Hudson Valley (gasps) and, and yes. And I have some things in the works with a publisher who are in New York. So it's just like, kind of like, it's kind of awesome to know that we can look to these things, maybe not necessarily because of exactly where we are, but maybe looking towards those lines as like potential connections or places to visit for revitalization or for work. Um, what do you think about that? That's something that we tell people all the time, actually, is if they don't have the ability to move and they're trying to work like a remote job or something in the line of what you were doing to look for their Jupiter line and try to find like a company to work for, somebody to work with who is based on or near that line. That's absolutely something that we advise in our reading. So that's a great way to also use the lines. So powerful. Yay. And how often are you on the TikTok lives? Cause there was a while where you were on like every night. Do you still do it every night? Do you take breaks? <laughs> um, I've been struggling a little with that. So, um, we caught a lot of followers at once and then wound up now booking a month to two months out. So something, at first that we were struggling with is having three to five readings a day and then having the energy to do the lives. So we're trying to now rebalance it so we can keep morning and night lives, um, you know, five days a week, at least on a rotational schedule. Um, And so I'm not so burnt out to be able to actually still be able to help people hop on and interact with people because those lives are really regenerating is the best way I can put it. Like I get off them and I'm really wired because people have really nice energy and for the most part, they're so kind and they just like want to learn stuff. So it's a nice change up from the one-on-one sessions, which can, uh, they are a lot more intensive if I had to use a word for it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Scaled back on the, the private readings in order to let the lives take a greater, um, forefront. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, especially if they're at this time, if they're recharging you, 
you know, like re-energizing you. Um, I guess so questions, you know, well, a couple of things. One, what, um, do you have another, uh, is it just, you're just on TikTok right now. Is that correct? For those? Yes. Okay. Um, we do want to launch a YouTube channel this year. That's okay. like one of the goals. And we have thought about shifting the Instagram back, like my Instagram to a like business focus. Um, but as of right now, it's a predominant like TikTok focus. Okay. And can you tell everyone what your TikTok handle is? It is cosmic <laughs> underscore vibrations. Perfect. And you know, I will leave, uh, I will leave their information all in the show notes and the links, links to that and to your link tree where folks can find, um, links to your private sessions and to any other offerings. Like if you do put up, um, a workshop link and listing like that, um, I, yeah, I, I find it, it's just like, it's been so encouraging and helpful, um, being able to look at the world in this new way. Although I still, still so disappointed sometimes that my lines are mostly garbage in the U S. Um, <laughs> and a lot of my best lines were in other countries <laughs> um, or East coast based <laughs> or East coast based, but like in the frigid cold, like, I think there was actually one of the places that was the most, one of the most epic places for me was more like, I think it was leaning towards British Columbia, but it was Haida Gwaii, uh, also known as Hecate's Strait, which is on the way up to Alaska and Haida Gwaii is indigenous territory. Um, and I just thought, of course, it's Hecate straight, like thinking of the goddess Hecate and thought that was hilarious. I think also Juno, Alaska was a good one for me. Um, also made me laugh my face off because all of these places are terribly cold. Um, <laughs> although I think there was um, Provincetown, Massachusetts. I think we talked about that too, being as a possible decent place. And I thought that was interesting because it's two hours from where I was born and grew up, but it it's, um, it's traditional, it's uh, Wampanoag territory, which is some of my uh, biological father's ancestors. So I thought that was pretty cool that that was actually a decent place for me. I love that. Yeah. You told me, <laughs> but, um, you also have lit lines in Asheville, North Carolina. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've never, I've driven through North Carolina. Um, and I actually had a pretty decent time. I was tour managing a band in like 2002. So yeah, I think Asheville was one of the places we hit for sure. Um, but I haven't been there since that time early 2000s because <laughs> sometimes you know that's the thing too it's like I can't I love the idea of like okay I have these places that are amazing but it, again it might not be feasible uh you know financially and just like politically and economically to go to certain places but to to know that there are other um options or places now can you tell tell us because I one of the fascinating things that I think you share with people is the information, especially everyone wants to know, like the most common things usually, right? Like love and work, but also like partnership. Um, I feel like in your lives, I hear a lot of people asking about partnership and what they want to know, what lines or things to look for or how to determine. Um, can you share some 
of like that kind of information. Like I know there was a line that, um, your, you know, your wife had a line through where they were born or it was like some, you had a line. I can't remember if I'm saying this correctly, but you had a soulmate. Was it a minor soulmate line or a soulmate line? So, um, I have, so on my chart, there's my Venus MC major runs through the state of Virginia and Michelle was born in the state of Virginia. And then when I was living in Colorado, Michelle's like natal astrocartography chart has a Venus descendant line, which is like the second soulmate marriage line running through Colorado. So you can pull up those soulmate lines and kind of hone in on, uh, cause people are always like, well, do I have to go there? And you can, I'll tell you a word story about that too, but you don't have to, you can totally just like mental check it and be like, okay, well, if the person was born there, grew up there, previously lived there, even if they have like ethnicity or heritage connection to a region, um, you can kind of clock those as factors in your mind. Like this could be a significant soul connection. Wow. Where were you before I traveled this summer? I, I think you mentioned there, I had like a false soulmate line running through a particular area of the world and it ran exactly through the city and country that I was visiting. Um, what line is that? So I don't do it again. Pluto descendant. It was Pluto Um, descendant. Wonderful. (laughs) I'm trying to see where yours lies. Yeah. That's the false twin flame line. So it's like, you feel super faded and attracted to the person and you're like, this is so meant to be. And then it winds up being like a garbage fire because you're actually not really good for one another. Um, and it can create some, you're going to learn a lot through that person, but they will turn your life upside down and backwards while they teach it to you. (laughs) I mean, I literally, that is the whole, that was like the whole six months. It was like, faded, 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 super intense, super like meant to be, I would say about month five. And then month six was when I actually went to, to this other place. And then within a couple of days, it was just completely upside down. You have it through Northern UK, Scotland, (laughs) Ireland, off Portugal, off Morocco, off Senegal, and off the tip point of Brazil on the Eastern side. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I was in, I was in, uh, I was in the UK, so I was definitely, I was in Birmingham and in London, but in Morocco as well. Yeah. Kind of. It's, uh, only maybe one to 200 miles off Morocco. Okay. That's the other thing, the impact of these lines, right? So if it's a major line, how far out mile wise does this like kind of impact you? Uh, major lines four to 500 miles. So I always use like little measurement tool at the bottom to make sure if we're looking at combinations of lines that we're scaling people safely away from certain lines Mm -hmm. and that they're not mixing. Um, and the minor lines 200 to 300. So like 250 to be safe. Okay. Um, you, you brought up an interesting thing that the two of you were talking about, uh, like Taylor Swift's Mars line. And I just love that like factoid. Can you share with everyone what, (laughs) what the significance of Taylor Swift and her Mars line is? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Mars, I call it the, I love to hate you line. So basically it's like people, you come off with more conviction on Mars in a new agey sense. Like, yeah, you can reach goals and all that good stuff, but 
I'm currently living on Mars. So I started to see this pattern of like, people don't like me here. They, it, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I rub them the wrong way. Like, I don't like going outside. They look at me a little funny. So then I was like, I like thought about how Taylor Swift was treated. And I was like, I need to check this out. And she's got Mars. She bought property on every single point of her Mars line. And I'm like, all of her music, it like lines up perfectly. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. maybe we need to get her to sell those houses and move to something more calm. <laughs> Unless she likes it. I don't know. That's wild. Yeah. What a trip. Um, wow. That's so fascinating. I feel like I remember my Mars. I had a Mars. I don't know if it was Mars line or a minor Mars line, but running through Costa Rica and, um, I remember I was coming back from Venezuela and I totally got like clocked at the airport when I was making, changing my plane from Venezuela to Costa Rica to come back to New York um, at the time. And I did never left. Like I never left the airport. Like I had basically got off a plane, but I know I looked insane. Um, (laughs) I had been traveling through Costa Rica, not through Costa Rica. I'm sorry. I've been traveling through, I traveled through Colombia first and then through Venezuela. I was in Venezuela for a couple of weeks. Um, and that was the most harrowing trip. I, I, it was beautiful. Like I saw a really good friend of mine and her family, but like we took the most insane adventures, like everywhere was like, like, um, uh, like a tricked out school bus with like, a trailer tractor trailer type horn, but like up the side of a mountain where it's only one road. And you think you're, people are hopping on and off with chickens. Um, I got food poisoning. We had to take like this little boat that had like a weird, just like motor in it. And this, the fishermen would take us out and there was just like vultures and sharks. And we had to like swim. We basically, they're bringing us to this little island off of the coast of Venezuela. And, um, and, (laughs) and there's just like, I'm like, we're going to die. Like there's no life jackets, you know? Um, and then we don't even make it all the way to the shore. Like they basically stop because there's all these rocks and they're like, okay, you have to get out and you have to walk the rest of the way in. And there's just like different types of birds dive bombing. And anyway, um, I got insanely, I got sun poisoning. Like it was so bad. The sunburn I got, it was sun poisoning. So anyway, the point is I am on a plane going back to the U S and this is also during, um, when everyone really hated Americans because of Bush. So I'd be like, Odio Bush, Odio Bush. Like I, I hate him, you know? And I'm also very tattooed and I'm burned and I look insane. <laughs> and they just like had a dog come up to me in the airport. They took my backpack and they dumped it out and they cut open my coffee and like things I had. They took out, they're really religious. And they took my, tar- I had a pack of tarot cards <laughs> and they just like dumped them out. And I don't do well with like authority figures. Like I was just like, yeah, Fortuna, you want me to tell your fortune? Like, I almost got thrown in jail. They finally, because there was nothing on me, I think they thought I was smuggling drugs and they clocked me as someone who was sketchy. Um, And then they finally let me on the plane. I was the last one on, they were about to close the doors and everybody just started clapping. (laughs) They're like, yes, finally. And then I went back to New York and was like, I hate it here. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that the but Mars trust. line is uh, problems with authority figures is like hallmark Mars line. And you do, in fact, have one from Venezuela all the way up to Costa Rica. So, yeah, it was so gnarly. It was so gnarly. People were really um, come up, up to me in the face and give me dirty looks. Yeah, like confrontational. Yeah, super confrontational. Exactly. Wow. And I've um, heard a lot of people say they don't feel safe inherently on Mars, especially if Mars is standing alone and there's nothing to level it out around it. I've seen health issues on Mars if there's nothing to level it. I've seen, you know, just like the the wackiest things on Mars. So well, like kidnapping and stuff too, right? And trafficking. If you want me to get real creepy, not saying this would definitely happen to anyone either, just like a small disclaimer, but no. I got into serial killers for a minute. I stopped doing this type of work because I didn't want to attract it to myself in like a manifestation sure. way. But um, I was looking into serial killers and their victims and like majority of the people had been murdered on Mars lines. Like very wow. odd. Yeah. I really thought I was going to get kidnapped when I was in Caracas um, because that was also Chavez was, was the dictator at the time. And he had his own show. And there were a couple of times, my friend and I, we were in this like hotel where we'd be traveling and she's from the country, but like, still, they're still weird, uh, about foreigners and like different things. And she would speak for me a lot. Cause my Spanish is terrible, but like, we would get really like, there was one night or morning we woke up and there was a lot of like rustling and banging outside. And we literally freaked for a minute thinking someone was trying to come in um just stuff like like that felt like inherent danger like i felt that really strong when i was there your mars line is right over caracas okay perfect yeah uh, <laughs> and it's also do, do you think it makes for more daredevil-y stuff because i feel like i'm such a there are times i'm pretty naturally kind of a daredevil with certain things but like there i was like sure i'll get on this like like insane ride like there was just many things that and most people would be like yeah no I'm not traveling that way and I'd be like I'm down let's go like um, put me up <laughs> yeah 100% I tell people all the time if you want adventure but like in a a more like you're getting vitality and and like uh bravery through it then you're gonna want to take that challenge on Mars. It also rules like physical intimacy and passion. So usually I'll say, okay, you can like slightly touch base on this line for that, but don't like stay there, like get off of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Now for health, like what should people look for to have like optimal health? Like what lines are good for that? Uh, Jupiter. So Jupiter, sun, Venus, and Mars, but only if Mars specifically is surrounded by either Jupiter, sun, or Venus to level its power um and we like to have mars in a minor position if possible because then it's just not as intense as like what you experienced for example okay got it um i was on the east coast and i have like a lot of pre-existing health conditions so i was like bedridden for a while on the east coast and i was like oh i guess this is just like my life and then i moved to that jupiter descendant line and i was working three jobs in like eight to 12 hours a day like complete turnaround it was really weird those conditions like didn't disappear i'm not saying that by any means but i was able to do so much more it was very odd to me Wow. Okay. That's, that's so fascinating though. And when you notice the difference, like how kind of soon did you notice that difference? Um, probably once I acclimated to the elevation, it was pretty immediate because I noticed like I didn't need to sleep all the time. And I hear that a lot about the water sign lines, Pluto first and foremost, then moon, then Neptune, people kind of feel lethargic. They're like, 
I feel like I have no energy. I feel like I'm kind of dragging. And then when I was on Jupiter, I was like, well, walk the dog. I'm going to go for a bike ride. Well, I have a job. Now I have another job. It was crazy to me. I was like, I could, I can't sit still. Um, now I'm Jupiter crossing Mars and it's the same thing. Like if I don't expend some type of physical activity and I'm, I'm just like a grouch, I'm like, man, <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, well, you're a Sagittarius though, too. Right. I feel like Sages need action. Right. Need true. To Very true. Very right. True. You need to like be moving. Um, wow. What a trip. Yeah. I, I guess I need to move, but I'm like, I'm in this place of, I'm always wanting the places that I am absolutely obsessed or in love with, like in like the U S like they're so close to, um, well, like one of my most magical places that, you know, but also won't, it won't let me live there is Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, and also Denver, I like have a, like, which is right above it essentially. And, I always have these really kismet, like magical kind of connections and times. But when I try to move there, it's like, uh-uh. like it kicks me out so fast or it sends me like to the hills really fast. So um, I know that we had talked about there's like a destiny line that I have there. But what, when you say that with a destiny line for people, what does that usually bring up? like in terms of their life path and, and, and their experience. So actually I found like a weird thing with this over the past few months, actually with both of the lines you have in Colorado and New Mexico, Okay, um, the moon node MC line in a major position, if it doesn't have again, Jupiter, sun or Venus in a combination to balance it in some variety or some level, I find people kind of start getting depressed or isolated because they figure out now what they want to do or how they want to shift their path. And then there's nothing to support the shift. So mm-hmm. now they're just like antsy. They're like, okay, I need, I need to get out of here. I don't like it anymore. Um, and that's been like a huge pattern. And then the other thing I think is really magical about what you just said is you have Chiron IC over Colorado and New Mexico, which is I've learned over the past few months correlated to past lives. Um, and so people feel really comfortable on that line, but then when they try to live there, it wreaks havoc because now you're unloading some ancestral trauma and that becomes the focus. So you can't really do anything else. Oh, that makes so much sense with when I lived in Santa Fe for like the, I I only lived there for three months and then I came right back to California. Um, but what's also wild about those lines is my biological father lives, um, in Colorado Springs. And he, so he's like right there. And I didn't know him. Uh, I didn't know who he was or even him until like, uh, four years ago. So yeah. yeah, And he lives like on that line. (laughs) That's wild. It's so wild. And of course my mother is in Providence and that's like where my Saturn line is. I just think that's, and our relationship is so intense. Um, but Wow. Okay. So (laughs) I guess if someone was like, what's the best way for someone to work with this kind of energy? Um, you know, if they're interested in astro cartography or wanting to book a reading with you, what's the best kind of, how would you say for them to go about that? Um, you can pull up your chart at home to start if you want to suss it out. Um, on AstroClick and just to kind of see what we're doing before you jump all in, if that makes you more comfortable. And then um, 
joining us on a TikTok live is hey. also um, another great way to kind of, it's a really good example of how we run our readings. If you don't really know what it is that you're getting into, because we do mini readings on our TikTok lives. So you'll kind of get to hear the questions we would ask you in a recorded session and um, a little bit of how we would like run it if we did your map in a recorded session. And we also teach and answer questions. So those are great first steps for sure. Yes. I love that. And yeah, especially, I mean, I got so much out of it just before booking, um, watching one of watching one of the lives and, and, um, and knowing that you both, I love that you're both on there. So you're, you know, you're getting to kind of see everything unfold like in real time and see people's questions answered. And I find a lot of times there's questions that can pertain or relate to something I am curious about, even if it's not a question that I'm personally asking. Um, so I guess if you were to give anyone like some, anyone advice about what to kind of look for in, and I know it's going to be different for every single person, but I guess as a general to find, I guess we'll make it kind of simplify it to, if you were to look for a line placement that could bring you a sense of inner peace, what line should people be looking for if they were looking for that? Um, I love sun MC and moon MC, but they're, they're kind of polar opposites. So I tell people sun MC is going to give you a boost in self-confidence. It's going to make you feel like really assured and just like comfortable in your own skin and at peace on a whole. But if you don't like the spotlight of the sun MC line, which some people don't, right. They don't want to be stared at or, um, you know, be in that literal spotlight. I call it main character energy, then possibly moon MC, which is a little more emotionally introspective, a little more gentle about the way that you might feel like you fit. It's more of an emotional perspective, but um, the other thing I tell people is if you can travel to the location, try that for two or three days. And if you don't have the ability to travel to the location, um, it sounds a little funky, but you can pull up for the States, aerial America on daily motion. Um, and like spiritually meditatively put yourself in a location by just seeing it from an aerial view or even on YouTube. And I've heard people also say, well, can I purchase things from a certain location to get the vibration of a location? And that's been another one that we've been saying, yeah, you could totally, whether it's a piece of furniture or something you find, um, you can see like how you resonate with it to kind of touch base on it. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a, that's such a um, practical way of being able to tune in and tap into that energy as well. Well, thank you so much for your time today and uh, for sharing your knowledge and your information and being so generous with it, you know, here. And then also just like on the TikTok lives and in all of your offerings, I thoroughly enjoyed my session that I did with, with you both. And, um, and I, I, yeah, I just like, it, I found it to be so liberating and informative and educational, but, um, is there, uh, I guess, yeah, I will, you know, just to let everyone know, I will leave links and, um, the, uh, just any other information in the bio or in the show notes of this episode, if you want to book your own session or check out Cosmic Vibrations on their TikTok live. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Blessed be. Mm -hmm.